Chapter 16, Part 1 of The Nightland by William Hope Hodgson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Nightland. Chapter 16. In the Country of Silence. Part 1. And lo, I did become something nigh unto the mighty pyramid, and my great home went up vast into the everlasting night as a very mountain of sweet life and safety and had surely amazed me afresh with the utter bigness of it, only that despair and weariness did have too grim and hold upon my heart for me to care of aught save to have mine own maid within the safe wonder of the huge refuge, and it did be still afar off from me. And I to go forward across the land with a strong going, and lo, as I passed a hollow place where did burn a fire-hole, there came something out of the hollow, and the thing gat upward from crawling, and did be a great and haired man. And the man looked at me, and afterward came unto me, and did put his hands forward, very eager as he came. And I did see the hands plain in the light from the firehold, and the hands were monstrous, and did be armed brutish with horrid claws, so that the man should have been able to rip aught even as a wild beast. And I put mine own very swift to the earth, and surely I cared not for life or aught, for this thing did make to delay me, and I to be fierce with despair that aught should halt me. And lo, I leapt very furious and with cold anger at the giant, and I smote at the monstrous brute, but he unto the side in an instant of time, and so escaped the blow. And he flung forth his monstrous arm out of the half-dark of a shadow that did be cast by the dance of the fire-hole, had caught my headpiece, and plucked it from me so strong and brutish that he cast me nigh a dozen feet on to my back. Yet I was not harmed in the life, but only sore shaked and bruised, and I to be up in a moment, and came in upon the giant, and the discos did roar and blaze in my hands as I swung the weapon. And I get the giant above the middle part, and the discos did glut itself, and went through the giant as that he did be naught, though so huge and monstrous and girt with strength and he to have surely turned his shoulders as he died. For the upper part of the giant-man went horrid to the earth, and the legs and the trunk stood plain in the light of the fire-hole, and the blood went upward as a fountain in the night. And I made no pause, but leapt unto the maid, and had her in a moment to mine arms, and onward again past the dead thing that did only then to fall with an horrid sound and surely the night did be full of an astonishment and upliftedness of the millions, so that their spiritual cryings did go all about me, and did tell me that they had perceived this thing, and did cast their love and delight unto me, and a vast excitement to be upon them. And lo, I scarce to have gone a great mile more, but there came two vague things out of a dark place, where certain rocks did upstand, and I smote them with the discos, and went onward, but what they did be, I never to know. And surely, after that, I did seem to go smiting forever, for there to come, time and oft, strange things out from the bushes and the rocks, as that all the land did be a crawl with foul and monstrous life. And I to go smiting as in a dream, and to speed forward ever with a more fierce despair, for surely the end of our lives did be come, and I not to be given power to save mine own maid and all the land did be full of grim and monstrous roarings, and oddwise lower sounds, very deadly. 
and once I did hear the noise of giants running, and all the night to be evil. And in verity, how I did not be slain by some dread force, I not to know, unless that I did be burned free of all weakness that an evil power should have chanced to harm me through, for indeed I had been dealt a bitter training a monstrous time. And, lo, there to be again the deep and dreadful baying of the night-hounds unto the southeast, and to be nearer, and I to know now that no strength of mine should serve to protect mine own. And, lo, from the upwardness of the night there did be the last light, there sudden to come downward a strange blue flash, that smote downward into the land unto the southeast, and again the flash to come, and mayhap a score times after and there to come down out of the height a peculiar crackling sound, that did be less than the thunder of this age, yet more loud than any other sound that you ever to hear. And, lo, I knew that the humans did begin to fight for me, that I bring mine own safe unto home. And, behold, it did be as that all the wakefulness of the land that had been did be but as sleep, beside the wakefulness that now to come for surely the night now to seem to rock with the roarings of the monsters, and with the bestirring of great forces. And ever there to go over the land the yowling of that strange and dreadful laughter, which did come from that hid country in the night of the lost east. And, lo, there arose constant now the hoarse and dreadful bayings of the hounds, and made known that a mighty pack did be out and they to seem to be no more maybe than a good mile unto the southeast, and I to be all alone, save for the dying maid that I held in mine arms. And I looked vainly and with despair for the hundred thousand that did be prepared, and had come downward, as you do know, unto mine aid. But truly there did be naught to see anywheres, save the strange lights and shadows of the land, and the movement of monstrous life in this place and that place, and the hounds to come nearer with every moment of time, so that, indeed, I knew that death did be very nigh. And I ceased not from my stride, but went forward, and did begin to run. For the pyramid was not a huge way off in the night, and the shine of the circle about it to be plain seen, save here and there, where it did be hid strangely. And I to have a despairing hope that I come yet with mine own into the safety of the circle and the baying of the hounds to come ever the more near, and surely it did be a doubly hideous bitter thing that I lose my dear one so nigh unto home, and the great mountain of my home to go upward before me into the night, and to seem so near that surely I did be almost there, but yet mayhap two great miles off even then. And, behold, I called out in vain despair, and to no end, why that none come to give me aid in this extremity. For the hounds did bay now but the half of a great mile upon my left, and did surely have scent of me by the way of their dreadful baying. And truly the millions to have an anguish of sympathy for me. For the spiritual noise of their emotion did be plain unto my spirit, and they surely to have seen and to have interpreted the way that I did look about me and appear to call out in despair for there came all about me in a moment the companioning of a great and sweet spiritual force, which did be bred of their quick going with me in their understanding and love, and they to have perceived how that I did be unto the end of hope, and the hounds to be almost upon me. And in this moment 
there came afresh to my hearing the shaking beat of the earth-current, so that I knew the humans to take desperate means to save. And there came to my view a vast pack of the hounds unto my left, and they came running at a great pace, and their heads did be low, and they to be so great as horses, and seen plain and again in shadow all in the same moment as they did come. And in verity I knew that we two to be dead indeed ere a minute be gone, if that the humans not to haste. And I stood where I did be, for there was no more use to run, and I looked from the hounds unto the mighty pyramid, and again to the hounds. And again I looked with my hope gone unto the pyramid, for the hounds did be scarce two hundred fathoms off from me, and there did be hundreds of the mighty beasts. And lo, even as I looked that last time into the pyramid, there brake out a monstrous bursting flame that did rush downward from the sealed lower part of the mighty pyramid. And the flame smote downward upon the land where the hounds did run, and all the night to be lost from my sight in the brightness and strangeness of that mighty flame, so that I saw no more the pyramid or aught, but only the shining and dreadful glory of that flame. And the flame made a blast in the night, and a hotness that did seem to wither me even where I did be from it. And I perceived that the humans had truly turned loose the earth-current upon the hounds that I be saved, and there went a constant great thundering over the land, because that the earth-force did rend and split the air, and did tear up the earth. And the roaring of the monsters did be hushed and lost in that mighty sound, and I to see no place where the hounds did be, but only flames and broken lands where the earth-force did strike, and great rocks did be hurled all withers with a vast noise, and truly it did be a mercy that I was not slain an hundred times, if this might be, by the failings and burstings of great rocks and boulders. And lo, in a moment the humans did cut off the earth-force, and had it again to their control. And there to seem now a great silence upon the land, and an utter dark, save that flames and noise came from that part where the current did strike. And I very speedy to come free of the dazedness that had me, and made again to my running. For in truth it to seem now that I should yet be led to win unto safety with mine own. And mine eyes did grow presently unto their accustomed using, and I to look always about me, lest there come somewhat upon me even then to work our deaths and for a good time there to be naught that I did see anywheres, neither there to be the wakeful sounds of the land, save only the grim and horrid laughter from afar in the dead east. And oft as I did run, I to stare hungry-hearted upward at the mighty pyramid, and surely it alway now to seem to be less bright than before. And in the first I to set this to the count that mine eyes did be yet dazed by the great flame of the earth-force, but soon I to perceive that it did be otherwise, and that there did be truly a less brightness of the light that did shine throughout all the mighty redoubt. And this lack I conceived had owing to that great using of the force and power of the earth-current that had been loosed to save us. And I to have this new thing cold upon my heart, for truly, if that the force of the current to be made over low, there to be a danger for all the humans that did live, even for all the great millions of the mighty refuge. And this did be surely known by the masters, and they to have no more power to aid me with the current until it flow strong again, 
lest that they destroy all the peoples of the earth. And all this to be plain to me in a moment as I ran, and I to be but the more desperate to come unto the instant safety with the maid. And surely I to be yet in expecting of the hundred thousand to come unto me, but they not to come. And all about me the land to begin again to give out the noises of the monsters, and to send forth new and peculiar noises, as that there did be more awaked in the land than did be ever heard by me before. And presently I saw that there went living things, creeping between me and the light of the circle. And I to know that I yet to have to fight bitter, if that I would bring the maid safe. And I swung the discos free, and ran on. And sudden my spirit to know that I did be warned of some new peril, and I to look upward into the night that the master monster waken should mayhap to tell me the danger by the set speech. But in truth there came not the quick flashings of the set speech, but only an upward stillness and a dimness of the lights of the mighty pyramid. And afterward I to learn that the dear master monster waken made to warn me of the danger but that all the instruments of the tower of observation to fail to work, and likewise all the machinery of the pyramid to cease, even unto the moving of the great lifts and the moan of the air-pumps, and all to have been this way for nigh a great hour, until that the earth-current did flow again more full. And surely this doth show that death did nigh to come unto all the millions, because of the great trial that did be made to save us. But truly my spirit did be warned by the trouble of the millions, and because the master monster waken called vaguely with his brain elements, so that I went ever more warily, and did look always. And lo, sudden I to stare above me into the night, and there to be a pale circle, very quiet and steadfast, that did go alway over the twain of us. And I saw that this did be surely one of those sweet powers of holiness, that did stand between our souls and some dread power that came anigh to work our destruction. And I to have no over-fear, but did put my trust in the force of holiness, and went forward running warily. And surely I came mayhap so nigh as to within four hundred paces of the circle. And I to think that I yet to win mine own safe and undelayed within the guarding of the circle. And the light of the circle did burn dim so that I had sudden fear whether that it be any more use for a guard, until that the earth-current to come more free. And all this as I ran, swift and wary, and utter anxious. And lo, in that moment, in a dim place, there rose up three beast-men from the earth, and came at me growling. And the first did be so close that I had no room to the discos, but beat in the head of the man with the haft-part and I leapt unto the side then, and swung the discos, and did be utter mad, yet chill with fury, so that the maid did be no more than a babe in the crook of mine arm. And I came in sudden to meet the two beastmen as they ran at me, and I cut quick and light with the great weapon, and did have that anger upon me which doth make the heart a place of cold and deadly intent, so that I had a wondrous and brutal judgment to the slaying. And truly I slew them as that they had been no more than mice, and I had no harm, neither so much as a touch from them. And behold, in that moment there came a great shout of wonder and of welcome from within the circle. And I looked swiftly, and began again to run, for there did be men in grey armour all within the circle, 
yet came they not to mine aid. And lo, in a moment I knew why that the hundred thousand did have held off from me in mine extremity. For, behold, there did be monstrous black mounds all along without of the circle, and did rock and sway with a force of strange life that did set an horror into my soul as I ran. For truly they did be the visible signs of monstrous forces of evil. And did any human have ventured outward beyond the circle, then had that man been destroyed in the spirit and lost utterly, so that none had dared to come, neither had it been of use if any had made themselves to be a sacrifice to aid me. For truly they to have been of no use when dead, as you shall say. And there came a constant shouting from the hundred thousand to me that I haste, and indeed to haste. And truly I did haste with all my strength. And I looked unto the dear circle of holiness that did be above us twain, and it to go steadfast over us, so that I saw we to be surely saved. And lo, I to be no more than an hundred paces now from the glowing of the circle, and behold, even in that instant there must come brutal things to destroy us, for there came an herd of squat and brutish men all about me in a moment from the shadows where they had been hid. And they caught at me and caught at the maid to tear her from mine arm. And truly it did be as that they surely to have success, for I could nowise in a moment free myself and yet to guard the maid and to use the discos. And lo, I kicked with my metal boots and gave from them, and turned always in a moment and wrenched free and I leapt back, and the herd of horrid brutes after me. And now I to have space for the discos, and a grimness in my heart, and I came round very sudden, and ran in among the men smiting, and I hit very swift both from the right and the left, and to and fro with a constant quick circling. And the discos did spin and roar, and made a strange light upon the faces of the men, and they to have tusks like to the tusks of pigs and surely I did rage through them smiting, and they to strike me a thousand times with great stones, so that mine armour rang, and was all fresh burst, and I near to sicken under the blows and new wounds, but they not to harm the maid, for I carried her above their squat and brutish reach. And the brute meant to seem without end, but I made all way forward unto the gleaming of the circle, and the night to be full in that place of the fierce shoutings of the hundred thousand and many, as I did learn, to have tried to come unto me, but that their comrades held them from so useless a dying. And, in verity, I to be now scarce fifty paces from the glowing of the circle, and did be nigh to fall, for I did be so utter dazed and wounded with the fight, and ill with a vast weariness and the despair and madness of my journey, and moreover, as you do know, I not to have slept, but to have carried the maid forever through days and nights, and to have fought oft. And lo, the hundred thousand stood just within the circle, and they that were to the front did swing each man the discos. And they hurled each the discos in among the herd of tusked men that did make to slay me. And surely this to save me, for the herd did thin to my front, and I to gather my strength and to charge with despair, and to smite and never be ceased of smiting, so that there did be dead creatures all about. And behold, I break through the herd, with mine own, and did be upon the circle. And lo, I stepped over the circle, that did scarce now to give out a resistance, and a thousand hands did come forward to give me help, yet did none touch me, but gave back from me 
for there did be that about me which held them off as with a little awe, for I to be strange unto them. And I stood there in a great silence, and the discos in my hand ran blood to the haft. And maybe I rocked as I stood, for many again did put out their hands as to hold me, and again drew back and were silent. And I looked unto them, and they looked back at me and I did gasp a while, and was strangely dazed, and did try to tell them that I had need of the doctors for the life of mine own maid, that did be dying in mine arms. And behold, in that moment there did be a sound of giants running out in the night. And some then to cry out different matters, to aid me, and to beware of the giants, and to bring the doctors to attend me on the instant. And other voices did call that the holy light was gone from above and likewise the black mounds from the outer part of the circle. And there did be a monstrous noise of roarings in the land, and all to come bewildered unto my brain, which did surely fail now with the grim and utter stress which had been mine so long. And there to be also a constant noise that came from near and from upward, and truly I to know, as in a dream, that it did be made of the shouting of the great millions, that did make an eternal and vague roaring sound upward in the night, that did come down from the upper heights no more loud than a strange and continual murmuring out of the lofty miles. And surely I to find my voice in a little minute, and did ask a near man whether there be any doctors with the men. And in that moment there came forward a master of the discos, which doth be as a commander of this age, and he made the salute of honour with the discos, and would have eased the maid from me, but I to ask again, very slow, whether that there was a doctor in ear. And he on the instant to give an order, and the great thousands to begin to shape and did make a mighty lane unto the great gateway of the mighty pyramid. And the master of the discos made a sign to certain that did be near, and they stood about me, as I to know dully, lest I fall. But they not to touch me, for I did be as that I must not be laid hand upon for I did near to choke with despair, lest I have to come home too late, and surely also the men to seem as that I did be strange unto them. And there went orders swift and constant this way and that, and lo, in a little while there came two big men of the upward cities running, and they had a little man between them upon a sling. And the little man did be a master of the doctors, and he aided me gentle to lay mine own maid upon the earth and the master of the discos made a sign, and the men that did be near turned each his back, and the doctor to make examination for the life of mine own. And there to come about that time a seeming of silence in the land, and truly the hundred thousand did be utter quiet, and a great quiet in the mighty pyramid, for in truth all to know by this that there to be a fear that the maid I did bring out of the night did be slain by the evil forces. End of chapter 16, part 1